You have to press go live. Alright. Now we're live. So now we're live. Yes, sir. All right. So right back. Rewind, Rewind back to what this is the first time that Joe Cozo shows live here. So we may have some tech technical difficulties here. Right? Mm -hmm. But now, Brendan Green, welcome to the show. Thank you. All right. Uh, what I was asking you is, is before we started going live, is is you're a man of many hats, right? You're a mm -hmm. Freemason, entrepreneur. You own a record label? Yes. Right? You own a record label. What's the name of that label? Majestic. Majestic label. You also are a Freemason, mm -hmm. right? If you had to pick one of those things and you only could do one of them, what would it be? What is your forte? Or you just, you love wearing all these hats? I'm just myself by nature. So I, I, I go into, even if I got laid off tomorrow for the company I'm with right now, there's no fear there at all because I have such faith in what I do that the next job is waiting. And, you know, you have to put yourself first. You ever hear the term, you got to love yourself before you can help other people? And that's the way I live my life every day. So when you were asking before the little technical difficulty about how executive production is like being a GC, it's exactly like that. Being able to look <clears throat> and have foresight five, six, 15, 20 years down the road for whatever that might be, long-term investment, what, where my career is going. Like I said before, I know what I'm doing this day, next year already. So, you know, what <clears throat> I want I want to touch on that. So what do you mean by that? Do you mean that... So let's just say tomorrow morning you wake up at a certain time. Let's just say you wake up at 6 a.m. Do you have everything the whole time from the moment you wake up to the moment you get to bed? Do you have that whole thing allocated that you know, 6 to 7, I'm working out maybe, or 7 to, I gotta, I'm on the freeway getting mm -hmm. to work. Is every single thing calculated? Everything. Calculate right to the very end. That's in the 48 laws of power also, is when you're, when you're playing long-term chess, you're, you're, you're not even guesstimating, you're planning to the very end even for the worse, even if you lose. So what I mean by that is I get up at 4.45 every day. Like right now I'm in Bayonne. With COVID and the less traffic, I'm there in an hour. I'm the first guy on the site. I got a crew of 100. If one of those 100 shows up before I do, they got to jump on me right away. Things can go missing. Things can go wrong. Someone falls in a fucking hole. And I'm not there to do the report or, or have my assistant start the report because I can guarantee you the assistant, although I would pride myself if he would beat me there, they haven't yet. Um, so every day is the exact same schedule other than when I plan long term. So like if I'm going to Nashville, I know when I'm doing that right now already. If I'm going to Florida, like this guy I just talked to before, Will, I know when I'm going down to Orlando already. And I don't deviate at all from that. Unless, it, unless it's an act of God or something that's immediate that I can't get out of, you know, with the family or something like that. What made you start doing stuff like this? What made you get so regimented, like trying, you know, waking up, getting this, doing what you're doing? What made you, you know, or should I say inspired you to do such a thing? Just just a, a general drive. Um, my, my grandfather was a, a 1947 uh, Mr. America. And he was my grandfather. In 1947? Yeah, the YMCA used to have their own version of America contest. And that guy trained me as a young kid in bodybuilding and martial arts. And it just drilled this, this diligence in me of time. You know, you're either running out of it or you don't have enough of it. And when I keep that on my shoulder, every essence, every minute of the day, I don't let nothing stop me. Like during COVID... It took about four months for me to finally lose work because the guy went belly up, that high-rise I was doing in Brooklyn. I walked 25,000 steps a day around my own backyard. 
to shed the body fat off because you know I was. Three. What do you mean? Wait, hold on, hold on. What are you talking about? You you're walking twenty five thousand 25, steps, steps in your backyard. Yep, burns fifteen hundred calories, right? So I'm in a caloric deficit to lose body fat. So to keep that three fifteen, I was probably thirty percent body fat. You could see muscle, but not like I have right now. So to get to that striated look, more refined look, you got to go in a caloric deficit. So from 7,000 calories down to like 2,500 over a calculated period of time, say six months. And your body has no choice but to burn off the fat as fuel. Then once I have no energy or I'm low in energy, I'll bring my carbs up. But it's all a regiment. You gotta have the drive to get out there and walk those 25,000. And it wasn't always exactly 25. Some days it was 20,000, give or take. But being able to go do it and not taking no for an answer is what the level of success is what you're looking for so wh what drives you the most though to be this way i mean what is the ultimate goal for you you know I, I, is it to because you want to buy a better house is it because you want to have money for your children you want you know what is it it's it, ultimately it's heritage for the for the children but you know the way i my career has mapped itself out you know if i told you some of the people and you know the history but if I told you some of the people I've done business with, you'd question, how did they even get this connection? I don't have time to question that. It's there. I absorb it. I put it to use. And then I conserve it. Um, what, what's, your best, what's your best attribute? How do you get to this point? You have people, you know, here you are. You're saying your regiment. You have all these things. Mm -hmm. Freemason, like I said, executive producer. You're working, you know, going into Bayonne, Brooklyn. Mm -hmm. Brooklyn, it is? No, uh, Jersey. Jersey. And, you know, you're doing all these things. And then you got some people that just can't get a job. Mm -hmm. People that just are sitting home. They can't work, especially COVID-19. Mm -hmm. What's the difference between a person <clears throat> like yourself and a person that I just mentioned? People, everybody procrastinates. Everybody's a liar. You have to be brutally honest with yourself. You've heard Bruce Lee say, be water. Literally, verbatim, that's what he meant. You know, if you put water in a cup, it becomes the cup. If you put water in a pothole, it becomes the pothole. Have no necessary form and be able to take any form. People aren't honest with themselves. And you have to be brutally honest with yourself, with everything. You know, take, for example, um, someone who's trying to work their way through college. And they're indebted with, you know, half a million dollars in loans by the time they even get to their master's. They get out of college, there's no job. What the hell do they just waste their time and money for, right? Someone like me well surpassed them. I mean, I'm in the high six digits with just one job. High six digits. In, when you say high six digits, if you say that to me, right, mm -hmm. let's just be specific here mm -hmm. for people that, you know, right now are watching this. When you say high six digits, to me, that's $750,000, $600,000. So just on salary is around five to six. Salary? Salary. Then I have the tattoo shop doing its own thing. Then there's stock investments doing its own thing. You have to have multiple streams of income. But in order to get to that point, you have to make sacrifice. How much do you think that with all of your multiple streams of income, how much are you making, do you think, a year? How much would you say that? I mean, it really depends. Probably seven fifty, give or take. Seven hundred and fifty thousand dollars. Somewhere in that range, yeah. Well, let me ask you this then: Why would you still live in North Babylon? Because I'm a homebody, and it's it's about, I guess, a separation anxiety. I'll give you an example. Did you see Chris Sorge on Facebook recently? No, I don't. All right, he pops up out of nowhere. He's probably the one person other than Doug Lindsay. Yeah, remember, there's people that you know. For the thing that don't know who you're talking mm -hmm. about so the names yeah. are really irrelevant right but so why don't you just give like a, a, a more of a neutral example right so as an example the guy is pops up on facebook after 20 plus years never seeing him and boom there he is 
And my thought, is this guy dead? God forbid, knock on wood, right? Thoughts run through your head. But in the meantime, you can't say none of it matters. You have to have some type of empathy for where you're from. And I think one of the things we have in the town we grew up in was a type of camaraderie um, that was kind of instilled in us by some decent people before us, people like the Jack Loss, the Mannings, the Mr. Andersons, and so on. And I would say that that is kind of gone now, especially with COVID, because it's exposed how a lot of the teachers are, suffice to say, maybe one way. Well, I don't even, you're losing me here. What are, you, what are you getting at? What are you talking about? So basically, being a homebody or, or not wanting to separate from some place is a way to give back to it, community-wise. You're say, so you're saying the reason, but you, you know, first of all, you say you have separation anxiety. It's mm -hmm. coming from a guy who has such a regimen, mm -hmm. doing all the things that you do, separating from North Babylon. I mean, it's a shithole. Let's, let's be honest. Eh, it depends on how you look at it. No, it's a shithole. It depends on how you look at it. There's well, tell me why it's not a shithole. Well, you tell me why it is. Because it's run down. Mm -hmm. The school district is the pits. Mm -hmm. Okay. They have don't you put been to Woods Road? Woods Road Elementary School? Yeah. Well, no, I haven't been to Woods Road so, Elementary so, School, so but I, I'll talk about the, hold on, the epicenter so, of... Hold on, I got to push back. So actually, you can't say that. Can well, you? I'm talking about North Babylon High School. You mean in general? In general. So, so It's a shithole. So let, let me just push back on you. Let me give you an example. It happened to me this summer. So there's this guy that lives in the neighborhood. He rides a motorbike. Pops wheelies by my house every day. I hate him. I want to kill this kid. Kristen starts yelling to me. That's my wife. There's an accident. I come running out of the house. I hear the bike. I think this fucking guy finally fucked someone up and ran into him. I go out there. There's a blonde lady laying in the street, knocked out cold. And her daughter closed the deck lid to the caravan on, on her own mom's head. Out cold. The guy in the motorcycle is turning around, and he's coming with an ice pack. My stereotype was already there, but I was wrong. Had I overreacted, I can want him to be a piece of shit, but he had enough empathy to be there on the spot. Three kids walk out of the park, all mixed races. So now it's Kristen, my daughter Allison, myself, three black kids, two Puerto Ricans, the guy on the bike. We look like a fucking bowl of fruity pebbles. People come together in a time of need, most of the time. So typically in a community-based society that's what that's what i would say i would hope it would be so maybe i'm off and expecting that north babylon could still be that maybe your argument is that you don't see that i, I you're, you're going from saying that a town that is multicultured mm -hmm. cultural right you're talking about that in in that essence and you're saying that that's why it should be good because no. it's that? No, people. it should be good because people want to make things Brent, better. It, listen, you're making $750,000, mm -hmm. right? You know, and, and I see your videos. I mean, let's call a spade a spade. Mm -hmm. I, and listen, you know, I love you to death, but mm -hmm. let's call a spade a spade. You're saying you make $750,000. I see in your videos, you're going looking to buy a Porsche. Mm -hmm. You're looking to buy a Harley, which mm -hmm. I don't know what happened. I thought you said you were buying it, but I never mm -hmm. seen it. You know, you're, what was it, a Maybach that you're looking to do? You never, have a never, never a Maybach. What was it that you just recently? Made? I, I don't know. I'm not too familiar. I just, I, I mean, just, I drive a Jeep Wrangler, and I don't really know yeah, too much I, about high-profile cars. I just looked at a Porsche McCann, right? I test drove that and an Alfa Romeo. Okay, then that's what it was, the yeah, Alfa Romeo. Yeah. How much do they go for, if you don't mind me asking? Those ones are like twenty nine, thirty thousand. they They're a year old. Uh, uh, Alfa Romeo is $29,000? Yeah, yeah. What about the Porsche? The Porsche was like forty. 
Okay. Yeah. So yeah. You, you're looking to buy these type of things, mm -hmm. right? The, the thing is, what I'm trying to say is, is why would you want to, uh, again, I, I know I'm just, I'm probably going to beat a dead horse here, but why wouldn't you want to move up in a community that is, say, better than North Babylon? And okay, another question that, let me ask, you say that you want to give back. What are you giving back? Well, there's a few things we're doing. Driving around in a Porsche? <laughs> no, no, no. Well, let me ask you, what are you giving back? I don't live there anymore. But where do you live? I live in Comac. Is that a better town? I think it is, yeah. How, how much School better? district is better. But so are the kids better? No, I don't know about <laughs> that. I got to tell you the truth. My selection of Comac was because my daughter's mother moved to Comac. Mm -hmm. So I moved to Comac because I wanted, instead of having the, the commute from North Babylon to Comac three times a day, I was just now able to just drive three minutes and I get to see my daughter. Mm -hmm. You know, she could have been living in Wyandanch, Hempstead, you know, uh, Harbor Fields, wherever it was, I was going mm -hmm. just so I could be closer to her. That was it. But from statistical point, Comac School District is one of the best school districts on Long Island. So if I'm going to raise yeah. my, if I'm going to raise my child or my my children, you know, in a on Long Island, mm -hmm. one of the things, or even if I was going to move, one of the things that I would look for is what is the school district? How good is the school district? Mm -hmm. I think you know part of the thing that you're not looking at really is. You know, kids are homebodies too. You can't just uproot kids from a town because you don't like the town, right? And you went through a, a, a breakup, no? So your, your daughter was living with with the mom, or did you guys stay together? And then no, moved? we had we had the kid when we weren't even we weren't even together so, when we had the kid. <clears throat> there's several things keeping us there, family wise, also. So it's it's deeper than just. Well, you're that. getting off the you're getting off the thing. What do you do to give back? So. You said it. I don't yeah. say I give back. No, I hear you. I'm not saying that. I'm not sitting here saying, hey, listen, the reason why I'm here is because I want to give back. I'm not talking like that. You said you're giving back. Well, so I'm asking, what is it that you're giving back to the community to live and stay in North Babylon? Well, so it's not just that. I would say it's the whole the whole town of Babylon, really. And it's through, you know, you make donations through my all my Freemasonic stuff are all charitable. I don't know how much you know about that, but every branch of Freemasonry whether it be the shrine, for instance, the shrine, we own the Shriners Hospital. So there's donations going out every single week. You personally, how much are you personally? Out of your out of your pocket. Probably somewhere around. To the town of Babylon, whether it's no, Babylon, I would, I West Babylon. I wouldn't say that. It's more generalized towards specifics, peoples of, of interest. For instance, burn victims. So... Not specific. I'm not walking into North Babylon High School with a fucking bag full of cash and a Louis Vuitton Yeah, Nino Brown on Thanksgiving no, tanning no, out no, turkeys at no. the Phelps but, Lane. But how you build a community is by leading by example. And if you leave that town to suffice yourself, what example are you setting? I don't know. So you're worried about setting an example because of what? To show what, like, what's the example? Well, so if Tell I, me, so how about this? If I, if I was going to say something, like if you were going to say that Brendan Green is setting an example living in North Babylon, mm -hmm. what is that example? That I'm, I'm leading by example. If, if I leave, what are my kids going to do? Right? I, I, I want them to learn in a, in, a, in a diverse, multicultural area because in the real world, it's not Comac. In the real world, it's not West Islip. And it, right now... I'm forced to work with all ethnicities. What's wrong with that? Right? I don't think there's anything wrong exactly. with it. Exactly, but if you have a precursor on, on a place as a shithole right away, when really it's probably not as bad, I would say that there's sections of a said town that might have issues if I had to redirect you there.
You're talking about in, the, <clears throat> in specifically the of, North Babylon. The town of Babylon in general, because let's let's talk. It's Wine Dance. It's Deer Park, Babylon Village, Copeg. You go to Tanner Park, there's a whole skate park there. It looks like a $15 million skate park. You go to Phelps Lane, it's not quite up to par. Is there allocated dollars that have made it better over the years? Sure. You know, but I think you have to look at community-based um, lifestyle has to start somewhere. And you would probably argue, well, I would argue that it's not a full connection anymore. And if you don't set an example, kids don't know who to follow or, or what example to follow. I, I got to tell you, I, I, you know, listen, <clears throat> I, I feel like dancing around the question a little bit. But let's just move on from it because, again, for me, I see your videos. I didn't think that, you know, I mean, $750,000 is a lot of money, mm-hmm. right? It's a lot of money a year. Mm-hmm. You know, I think base salary for someone is probably what? Average salary in America is what? $55,000? Mm-hmm. So you're primo above yeah, so, that category. Right. So you have to put into focus also when I was with uh, Cornell exec- as an executive with Cornell. I was an executive. Cornell University? No. Cornell Developers. Okay. That's who we're doing the high rises. It was called the Moxie Hotel, which is a French hotel chain. So you're talking now that's that's last year's tax roll. You know, this year we don't know where that's going. So to me it's mincing words. Well still seven hundred and fifty thousand dollars, right? Yeah, but it gets living spent, in North Babylon. But it gets spent real fast, right? Right? I went down and bought a tattoo shop cash on the spot because my artist needed me. In an immediate situation. Your artist in, in what way? You're talking about a tattoo artist or are you talking about a so, hip-hop artist? <clears throat> so Kaylee is is a, a, a Nashville, Murfreesboro, Ashland City, homeland uh, artist, rap artist. Started his career as a Christian rapper and then morphed into gangster rap. And I found him <clears throat> about two years ago on a Facebook Live. And, you know, at first I just, I was laughing because he's full of tattoos. He looks like the part that you would expect. And then the music came on and I was blown away by it. So I sought him out and uh, I ended up signing him. And I signed him as a, as an artist to Majestic. Took him to California. We did four songs with TY Exclusive. That's Drake's producer. They got five songs. Drake's? On, yeah, Drake, they, the, okay. They got five songs on the Billboard charts right now from that last Drake record. And uh, then he had a huge falling out with some family issues and basically lost everything probably a few months after I signed him. And uh, a friend of his bought this shop a few towns away, a town called Ashland City, and put in the work. And so what it is is a multifaceted situation where he's a world-famous tattoo artist and also a rapper. So, talk to me about the process of you see this guy on Facebook Live, right? First of all, I gotta, I, you know, I, I gotta give you credit because you are a hustler. So, to somebody that sees something on Facebook Live, right, don't know the guy from Adam, right? Mm-hmm. And you see this guy rapping, and you reach out to him, right, and you say, "I want to sign you." Mm-hmm. Do you have? Are you an agent? No. What happened was, he well, he there was um there was an app called Live Me. Right, and he he beat like fifty million people in a contest to go. To, you ever hear of Khalid, the he's, rapper? He's a rapper, yeah, R and B guy. So he won out of fifty million people to perform at his party, and he went to this birthday bash. So the next day after the first time I saw him, I followed that trail, 
and he shows up. They they show up at the airport with no money. Can't get a, can't even get an Uber. You know, they muscle their way to the show, and the way they handled themselves, it, it was him and a friend of his that went. I mean, they handled themselves incredibly professional. They were giving zip drives to every person that walked by them, introducing themselves. If you Google him and Khalid on that week, he shows up in almost all the photos. So it was a good photo op for him. I thought that was pretty slick to be able to to at least have the foresight. To now, see this that. is all happening before you actually Correct. sign him. So yeah, you see all of this. About and, a month before. And you're like, hey, listen, yeah. this is, I, I, like, I like the way what this guy's doing. Mm-hmm. I like the foresight. Yeah. And you decide that you want to sign him. When you sign someone like that, mm-hmm. right? What is it that you do? Are you offering him $25,000? Are you saying, hey, listen, sign with me, 50, his 50000 I mean, how do you get someone to so, actually... So what I'm looking for really is like for, for a total, what's called a production deal. I want to be able to shop him to major labels. Unless we get to such a scale that we can do it independently without the help of the labels. So when you see like Takashi and these people explode overnight, they either took street money and put it into massive visuals. In Takashi's case, he went and bought all the bloods in the neighborhood, literally put them into his video. And when you compound that and keep doing it, music now, not not rap, specific to rap, is a revolving door. If you take the rappers of the 80s and 90s, they all were trying to outdo each other. That's why you don't remember them except for the key songs. I, I don't I don't agree with you at all with that. Name some you remember. What? What do you think's an iconic rap song? Just off the top of your head. I would say Juicy. Uh-uh. That's not an the iconic? The most iconic rap song in history is Walk This Way. You know why? Walk This Way by Run DMC? Mm-hmm. Well, not, not Sugar Gang? It wasn't. Not the Sugar Hill Gang? It wasn't Run DMC. Well, Walk This Way was Aerosmith. Exactly. Yeah, but I'm, you know, we're talking so, about putting it onto another level with Run DMC. What I'm saying is, is that when you get into a, this is the difference, and we talked about this about scheduling and progressiveness earlier, not progressiveness in the socialistic way, making progression, right? If you become a rapper, you're supposed to end up like Jay Z. You're not supposed to end up with one tooth in your mouth and five in your back pocket with nothing kicking a can down the block. Well, I think you could say that about anything that you're doing. I you, think you could say that about you being you in construction. You could. you could say that about me being an attorney. You could. You, you could. could say that about any type of profession that you're in. You could, but you and I might not be remembered. The iconic music will be, and that's the difference. There's a reason why the Rolling Stones, ACDC, Aerosmith, Metallica, Tool, there's a reason why they're most memorable. Why? Because they build a fan base that goes with them for 40, 50 years. I don't even, it's not that, it, it, they build a fan base because they have to have a product. The product right. is the music. But the is, problem is, the problem is the product is that the kids, their memory span is so short, it's a flash in the pan. Right? Like, I'll give you an example. I, I listen, I, listen. Take, 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 you know the song Con Kama? We can call them up right now. Con Kama? Yeah. That is, it's Con Kama, it's a remix to Snow's. Oh, Informer. Right, okay. So, so do you know who owns the rights to that song? Informer? Yeah. Snow? No. Who? MC Shan from the Sugar Hill Gang. Okay. Okay. Do you know they just paid him $350,000 to buy the sampling rights to the original Informer 25 years later? But what's your point? My point is, is that he had enough foresight to own his masters, right? These average rappers are blowing up. They're getting what's called the 360 deal, right? They get to a certain level, 
And then what happens is you don't have enough capital to take you to the next level. Well, what are you doing with your guy? Here's your guy. You have all this knowledge that you're saying, mm -hmm. right? What's the, what's the rapper's name again? Kaylee. Kaylee, right? What do you do? Like, where is it at in his career? Since where was it before Brendan Green? And now Brendan Green comes on the scene. You still haven't answered my question. Mm -hmm. How much money or anything like that did you give him to sign? So, or is it just promises? No. So right now, there's, there's no money exchange other than what we're making now off of the albums that are out, which is... iTunes, yeah. stuff like that. You're talking about downloads. Exactly right. So the, what happened was before COVID, I don't know if you ever heard of Ron Spaulding, but he used to be the head of marketing at Universal. So I partnered with him and we co-managed Kaylee and another artist. You co-partnered you, you co with who? Ron Spaulding. Ron Spaulding. Yeah. So you call him up and say, what, I got this guy? Yeah, we, we flew down to Nashville. And what happened was everything changed from just being Kaylee. It was going to be, we were going to make a band called Bigfoot is Real, right? We got a trademark, the logo, all that stuff's ready to go. Um, I bring Ron down there. We sign him. We put out a single. Literally that day on the plane ride home, Kobe Bryant dies. Kobe Bryant. That day, literally. If you look back at my picture from a couple weeks ago, I was there with uh, with a DJ, uh, I forget the hell his name, but I met him in, in, in Nashville that morning and and my camera guy's like, yo, this is an eerie morning. And as soon as we landed, Kobe was dead. But anyway, literally a few weeks later, this COVID stuff just started exploding. And I don't know how much you know about Nashville, but you have to get out and do the honky-tonks in the live venues. You have to get out and show your face. People have to know you. There's a handful of artists down there. Isn't that like that with any any anywhere it is you go? The, but Nashville's a music hub. That is a music cup, so you can say the same thing for Atlanta, right? You, you got to get out there. You could say that you in could. New York. You got you, you could say that with anything that you're starting out. When you're an artist, right, you got to get out there and do it. If you're a stand-up comic, mm -hmm. you got to get out there and do it. Big you you got to get out there and start showing, you know, and, and grinding it out, mm -hmm. right? Big time. So it, it's the same. It's it's the same thing. You know, you're talking about COVID. I want to talk to you about that right mm -hmm. now. What is your what, what's your thoughts on this whole thing? Here you are. I mean, you're very vocal on Facebook, mm -hmm. right? People, I think you rub people the wrong way because you're so honest, brutally honest. I don't really, I told you that earlier. You don't give a fuck. You got to be honest with yourself first. Yeah. And you don't care. You don't care what people think of you. People, I, you know, I see some of your comments on Facebook. I follow you. I see people, you know, they'll say this, they'll say that. And it goes right off the wayside. You know, you don't really care. What is it that, what is your thoughts? If, you know, gun to your head, what really is this whole thing with COVID? You know, what, how did this whole thing <clears throat> even start? Well, I think it definitely started in China in a lab. Mm -hmm. Right? I think you would agree with that. Yes. All right. I think you're seeing, and Chris Tandona, if you're listening, suck a dick. We were arguing yesterday about this. We were talking about vitamin D as a deficiency, which he has some truth to, by the way. But I think what you're seeing is a cold strain actually in real time forming. So, for an example, if we were alive 10,000 years ago when rhinovirus first hit, it would have taken out just as many people the weak, the meek, the sick, the immunocompromised. And if you look at what has happened, that's exactly what happened, right? I was around Hasidic Jews for six months. Every one of them got it. Every one of them. That's why they shut down. What are you, so what are you talking about? Are you saying that Hasidic Jews are... The Jewish community got devastated by COVID. But, but, but why, why do you think a Jewish community... Be, are, because it, they hoard together and they won't... And, and although they do have the right, because I'll fight for their right to have their Sabbath and their parties and their weddings, right? But when you... They, there's 50 people sometimes, you know, in a room this big. 
and if it spreads the way they say, you know, you keep hearing follow the science. Follow the proven science is what I would say. Are you saying that is also then could correlate to why it's affecting Hispanics? Is that what you're saying? Or is that why you think? If you, because if, do Hispanics, <clears throat> is that why Hispanics are so high? Or what? what is your opinion no, of that? Or why is it they're for, saying that blacks are, black Americans are being, you know. Well, if you look at the data, black Americans are adversely affected by every disease, heart disease, prostate, cancer, all of it, diabetes. So you're saying it's genetic? No, I'm saying it's a blood, it's a blood issue. Will be genetic. It could, yeah. It, but some people could also not have those genetics handed down. Where, they, in other words, it could skip also. Well, I, you know, I mean, what, I, basically, if you don't say it's genetics, then you're saying it's just because the color of their skin is black. No, no, I mean, definitely it's got to be that. genetics. Yeah, but it's also what their immune system is. Sometimes, you know, we could say it's genetics, and they could just have shitty immune system to begin with. Genetics. That's I don't know if he would say that. How can you not say it's not genetics? Be- if it's be- not because that? not because some people just get sick. And it's not genetics. Sometimes there's no answer for things, and you have to just kind of chalk. But it we're up talking to, about a group of people. We're talking about a group of isolated people. Mm-hmm. We're not talking about every single person yeah, in the population. Yeah, but you know what? If you, but here's the data. If you if you took that same mentality and you went to Wine Inch, that's not the same as Castle Hill projects in the Bronx at the infection rate. Not by any means. Again, it's because people are hoarding in tight quartered places. That's why it's happening. So this thing spreads much more easily. Let, let, me, let me say this just to, to cap that off. 1918 Spanish flu pandemic, right? No vaccines. Everyone wore masks. Wear your mask, right? Two fucking years later, the Roaring Twenties came rolling in, bro. Do you think they gave a fuck about the Spanish flu? They partied their lives off. And it went away. How'd that happen? Tell us. I, it looks to me like it got the viral load got weaker and weaker. That's Occam's razor. You know what Occam's razor is? No, I don't. I've never heard of Occam's razor. Occam's razor basically says the most obvious answer is going to almost always be the answer, just by using logic. So, I think that isn't that Murphy's law. It's that also, yeah. 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 So, you know, what is it? Your back to the question that mm-hmm. I'm saying though is is. Are you saying that this this virus? Do you think that this virus was used as a a, a weapon by China? Or do you um, think that it, you know it, creating in a lab? You said it was in a lab. Well, there's there's people that were found dead that worked in that lab. Well, what is your overall take on it? Do you think that China actually made this virus and put it into the population to to dominate the world? Definitely, a hundred percent. I would say if I had to bet, I'm again applying Occam's razor, Murphy's law, what have you. It looks like the most logical answer to me, you know. Uh, you know Dan Beers. He texts me every single day. We fight every you day. You say people's names. Just be irrelevant with the yeah. names because nobody we, knows what you're I talking a, about. I have a friend. And I don't a, know Dan Beers. I have like a friend that's an ultra-liberal. Every single day he's texting me, right? Every, the whole nine yards since the first Yeah, I know. Day. He he blocked me on <clears> The <throat> guy yeah, yeah. that you're talking about blocked me on Twitter yeah, because yeah, yeah, he's yeah. a liberal. Yeah, yeah. So basically everything's Trump's fault, right? But- Trump had this major deal in the works when this was going down. So when Trump says, I talked to Z the other day, and it seems like they have a rap on it, it's going to get under control, this is a man trying to speak positively to a nation so that there's not overreaction. Now, in hindsight, what did we do? We, we just kept overreacting, even to this point. England just shut down completely today. This is not ever going to work. Well then, what is going to work? If, you, if Brendan you, Green you, is, you have to let Brendan it spread. Green, Brendan Green is the is now in control of the whole entire world. You let right? it spread. You let the virus spread. You let it spread. You protect the meek and the sick. 
someone like my mother-in-law with COPD. Another reason why we stay grounded here because she can't travel. Um, you protect them. And then when I come in, take extra precautionary measures, which I do. I'm not sick. I just told you I was around 25 Hasidic Jews that all of them got sick. And because a test is not kosher, they won't even go take the test. They won't even go into a regular hospital. So, you know, how fast is it being fixed? How fast is it being spread in these tight, you know, quarter <laughs> communities, you know? So I say it has to spread. Already, even this new strain is 70% more infectious, but it is saying it's 89% less lethal. How much do you trust the government with all the information that they provide? Not at all. Nothing. But, but you have to have some type of guidance. That's the thing. You, look, we talked about this on the last time I was on about conspiracies. We would both agree JFK was killed in a conspiracy, two or more to commit a crime. But could you put a finger on who did it? So if we just keep blabbing out of what we think it is all the time, that doesn't actually go towards an educated conversation to come to some type of solution. And again, if we're not in it for solutions for everyone, what are we in it for? So you can look at everybody on social media. Everyone wants to be the one up who's better, who knows it. You'll like that yourself. Absolutely. A hundred percent. Absolutely. But I don't deny it. I own it. I I want to talk to you about your whole social media thing, Mm -hmm. right? And everything, because... You put yourself out there. You, you're doing boxing videos down in your basement, mm-hmm. which is another thing that makes me, you know, when you say you make $750,000, right? Mm-hmm. And I'm just being honest with you. And then I see your basement, what it looks like. Mm-hmm. It looks like you're living in, you know, the Bronx projects, burnt down building. Mm-hmm. Why would you have be $750,000 buying a Porsche but not fix up your basement? Not my house. Not your house, so you don't give a shit. Not my house. It's a whole other story to that, but, you know, we won't go into that, but... Not my house. Okay, so then that's why. That, then you don't <clears> care <throat> yeah. about that. I, I, I can't be in a position to care. I've done everything. Why not then, if you're making $750,000, why not then buy your own house in North Babylon, <clears throat> one of the houses that you know that is really nice? I mean, you're what, 45, 46 years old? The problem is is that, in, so take that neighborhood. But do you see what, wait, hold on though. I, I don't mean to cut you off. Mm-hmm. It's You are about perception, mm-hmm. right? But yet you don't follow that. That's not true because- Buying something in real estate has to be done on a market trend. And right now, that neighborhood houses are $550,000 that aren't, aren't even really worth three hundred. And so why would I make an investment that's upside down loan the second I get into it? Smart investment, smart money, smart thinking. So being part of the community doesn't mean I have to own in the community. See? So if I uproot going back to that subject, mother-in-law's house my kids are there they have a quaint life you know the house inside is not a shit box just because the basement's got dry lock on the walls again you could be fooled by perception as well see so even in, in your old neighborhood have you seen that neighborhood shit right so why would i buy there i mean just, i'm not so s- where i'm looking is right now is there's a possible move happening which i'm trying to do some convincing or not because of an impasse that we're at at this part of our lives, right? But I'm convincing to who? Family members. Family members. Yeah. So I'm looking to buy uh, in Nashville or Ashland City area for for a house the size of yours. You can get for about 150, and exactly as brand new as you have. The problem is you buy the house in North Babylon at 450, 500, 
and it still needs a kitchen. It still needs two bathrooms. It still needs a rug. What are you going to do? Put one hundred fifty grand into a five hundred thousand dollars house? Now you're at six hundred fifty thousand. Uh, no, listen, I, I understand <clears throat> and I, I agree. So what are you saying? That you're saying that you got you're trying to convince a family member to move down to Nashville? Uh, yeah, but you see, my 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 assets are long term. Between what I have in my Fidelity account, what I'm making, what's in our bank, I'm looking to get something down the road because I was never in a position for this to be amicable for myself without there being an inherent problem <laughs> with the said family. You understand? So the way I see it, you know, when the kids are older, you go to another place, it stays the same. South Carolina, North Carolina, Georgia. They're up and coming, but they're still nowhere near we were even in the late 90s as far as raw value and what you get for your money. But the other flip side to that, so the tattoo shop does a nominary amount, does very well, right? But I couldn't make what I make in my construction management down in Nashville. So all that comes down to timing. You can't just hop on the bandwagon just because someone thinks that that's a good idea uh, to do so. So, so, so take me through this whole thing then. So you, you're thinking about then, the, you said the Nashville, this tattoo parlor, right? Mm -hmm. You make money as a tattoo owner? Yeah. A tattoo parlor yeah, owner? Yeah, so, so what we're doing there in, in total, it is a 6,000 square foot building, shotgun style building. We have four tattoo booths and then that's probably about 1,500 square feet and then the rest is all retail space. So I bought a partner in and we're putting a pool hall in there. We're going to call it Shooters. In fact, the, the pool tables are coming next week. So we're going to compound. When you do real estate and you do deals, you want to compound on the area you have. This is why high-rises work going up rather than building a neighborhood outwards because you're capped to how much you can do square foot-wise. But you can continue to go up and you own the airspace. So I thought of that as soon as I stepped foot in this parlor, the first thing I saw was, okay, it's making X amount. It could be making 10 times X amount if I occupy this space properly. And that's what we're in the midst of doing. You know, one of the things that, you know, about you that I know is, you know, you're the Freemason, mm -hmm. right? And I saw you on Ancient Aliens, right? Mm -hmm. Tell us a little bit about that so people could understand. You were on Ancient Aliens. So, so Ancient Aliens actually didn't air. Uh, America on Earth or the series that aired. So that's uh, Ancient Aliens is with Giorgio Salakis, uh, the guy with the weird hair, right? Mm -hmm. We did a few episodes of that, and then um, A&E Network basically got rid of H2, which was like the subdivision of history. And then they put out Giorgio's own series, and then they went back to Ancient Aliens again, which is now new. So, so those never aired. But America on Earth did air, and that's now shown on not only history but Travel Channel as well. Um, the gentleman that hosts that show, uh, his name is Scott Walter, and I befriended him actually online, and he wanted to be, I could tell in his shows that he, he had a, a, a knack to want to know about Freemasonry. So when we met, we just had a great discussion, and he asked me to be on the show, and now he's... And it was about being a Freemason, right? This, this episode, the first episode that aired was about um, behind Central Park there's an ancient Egyptian obelisk, which is like a tall pyramid. And it was brought here in one piece on a ship given to us from England in uh, 1892. And uh, a Freemason, an admiral of the Navy, his name was uh, Honeychurch Garinge, 
is who took it here. And they brought that obelisk here on a steel ship with the point actually through the hull of the ship, and they backplate and welded it. It came across the Atlantic just like that. It's called Cleopatra's Needle. There's a twin, and that one is in England. And uh, But the, the, the whole series went out into Freemasonry because we were discussing the obelisk right there in Brooklyn looking at a bird's-eye view of the Statue of Liberty, which was also given to us by French Freemasons. So his whole premise is that the United States was visited by Vikings, by Templars, hundreds of years before Columbus ever set foot. Now, I don't want to ruin it for anyone, but if anyone's seen the last series of the Vikings that just came out on Amazon, it'll be on history in a week. The last episode, they are lost at sea, and they arrive on the shores of this country, this native land, where they meet dozens of tribes of Indians. And lo and behold, one of the <laughs> Vikings kills one of the Indians. And now they're forced right away to have this, what do we do? You know, is it is it going to be autocratic, democratic, or murdercratic, right? And they ended up working it out. And you see, it was the point of that show was to show the seeds of man's uh, outward reach to never quit, to always schedule, to always go beyond the horizon. What is your thoughts on that whole thing, you know, you know how you hear now in, in today's society, right? You'll hear that, you know, they'll say white men stole the United States, right? They stole America from the Indians. And you say, you know, take, you know, we want back the country or give back the, the land. And, you know, I heard you just say that just now, you know, <clears> with <throat> the Vikings, they're coming over there. The Indians, I would assume that they're talking about the United States mm -hmm, coming over to it. When you hear stuff like that, right? And you hear, you know, how white people or white man has ruined America, has stolen America. When you hear things like that, being white yourself, how does that make you feel? Like, what, what goes through your mind when you hear stuff like that? I mean, I don't care. Doesn't bother me at all. Doesn't bother you one bit? Every tattoo on me tells the story of my culture. You know? Um, you know, mankind grows by conquest. And when we're gone... We don't have enough foresight. We talked about this before when we were talking about scheduling and, and long-term look ahead, right? The problem here is, like with COVID, we're not looking 100 years ahead. We're in this mix of right this second. It's going to kill us all. We're all dying, and it's not going to happen. If I had $1,000 for every time the world was going to end, in 2012, the Mayan doomsday was coming. Now they said it was coming again. Just last week, black people were getting superpowers, bro. What do you mean by that? I don't know. It was this rapper, Deadbeat saying that uh, on the solstice that all black people were going to get superpowers. It was a, it's based on this whole wackadoo flat earth theory because there's so much dif disinformation out there that people can't tell what's factual anymore. You hear my truth, my this, and all that ties into the bigger picture of what you asked because we're in a culture clash. Explain what you mean by that, a culture clash so, in what way? So Are you talking about a race? No, you're seeing a deterioration of our country through a culture clash of people in the country. So it's my belief over the last 50, 60 years that communism and socialism has made its way into the echelons of government. You can read the book by Jim Mars called Rise of the Fourth Reich. I suggest everybody read it. It talks about after World War II how us and Russia both took scientists from Germany. Germany was going to space. 
the Sputnik ro- rocket was designed already. Russia launched that first. We thought we were getting attacked, right? The Cold War was started by us and Russia using German technology. You go to South America, there's U-boats there. There's entire families of Spanish people with blonde hair and blue eyes. So the Germans escaped and made it to South America with the premise of world takeover. Now, the book says that they would exploit our freedoms by implementing dissent so much to the point where we didn't recognize our own freedoms anymore. And you think that's happening today? I think it's become a quasi-version mixed with everyone wants something first. I'll give you an example. The other day, this inspector, a young girl, shows up. She's an intern. She's not even a certified inspector. She didn't have to take any reports. She just kind of had to jot things down for the actual certified inspector. She walks up to the trailer. It's like 6 in the morning. It's dark. I can barely see her. She's on her fucking phone walking, and there's this Mack dump truck coming through right at her. I had to scream and get her to, to pay attention. She almost got ran over and killed, dude, because she was fucking stuck in that phone. Then didn't even realize she's on a job site. So we all want everything right this second, stuck in our own moment, right? Not paying attention to what's going on outside around us. And I think that everybody's building that. Now, take my Facebook as an example, right? There's people in there screaming and yelling, hating on everybody, but the conversation's happening. If I run from that conversation... Uh, listen, I got to tell you, you're going off the deep end here. Go back to what we're talking about, because you just went for... I don't know where you just took me. You went from a... you know. So, but it's all tied together, though, because you're seeing the, the, the delineation of a culture based on everybody's wants and needs. The culture of what? What are you saying? So, of, you, are you so saying that... So, do you that, think the United saying, States doesn't have a culture? No, I, I do, but I think that... What's your culture? It's a good question. I think Are my, you Italian? Yeah, but I don't, I don't, I don't follow that at all. Right, but are you I'm Italian? American. Okay, so what? I don't consider myself any of that. I consider myself an American. All right, so everyone here that's a citizen is an American. Everyone that's here is a citizen. Yes, that's how it should be. Yes, that's not what's being bred into people's minds. Well, I think that people, what's happening is, is other ideologies from people that are coming here, meaning immigrants that are coming here to America, is totally one hundred percent starting to now influence what is going on in our society like so 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 for example i'll take ilan omar Mm -hmm. right she comes from somalia Mm -hmm. america saved her Mm -hmm. of course right but yet she's here trying to change america trying to say how racist america is trying to say how wrong america is but if it wasn't for america she'd still be in somalia running for her life so so i'm trying to say is is she comes here with her views and her her culture and now it's starting to come here she's not accepting american culture Mm -hmm. she's trying to change american culture you take that dynamic and you magnify and you expand it by 10 20 50 times you mean with the comrades that are already here you i'm talking about yeah i'm and i'm also talking about all of the immigration i think immigration is one of the worst things that is happening to america the amount of immigration that we're allowing in here which is just changing the culture definitely but but here's the thing that ties in directly to what we were talking about so people come here with this inception of change right schmuck schumer just said it if we win georgia we change america yay to what like you're pointing to right but they have allies here already. 
Because while we were fucking off for the last five presidencies fighting wars we shouldn't have been, Russia, China, these countries were working on taking us down from within. Then they're just going to sit back and watch it happen. The same thing, you got to study the art of war and the 33 strategies of war. It's right in these books, this exact tactic. I, well, Ken, you could you could continue on that, but mm. I think, I, and I agree with you, but I, I'm not saying that the last five presidencies are all that, but what I'm trying, what I do say is, is what China is doing right now to America is a complete disaster and what they're allowing, and they've done it strategically, putting the money into the pockets of all of these politicians, buying off these mm -hmm. politicians, putting money, like investing money into the New York Times, mm -hmm. just the propaganda alone. Well, you know how many companies they own here? You know how much real estate they own? That's what I'm talking about, <clears> the <throat> influence that they have here right now. And to have these type of Democrats, to have these politicians not sit there and say, hey, what the fuck is going on here? That's why I believe January 6th is the probably... If you really want, and I know this is, people might think that I'm bananas for saying this, but January 6th could be the most important day in the history of this country of all time. Not going to happen. What's not going to happen? Nothing's going to happen, dude. Well, that's what I'm talking about, because if it doesn't happen, if Republicans don't stand up and say, hey, listen, it's not going to work. We're not going to allow this to happen. If Mike Pence doesn't decertify, if he goes along with it and then put Joe Biden into office on January, is it 20th? Mm -hmm. is the uh, inauguration yep. and you put him in Kamala Harris and we move forward for the next four years this country is lost in my opinion forever but it's already been lost it's not it is uh, let me just explain to you how where I come to that conclusion right? go ahead number one every one of these people pre-Trump were globalists every president every single president was a globalist all the way back to Carter there's a preset agenda when your president doesn't last more than eight years, but Vladimir Putin's been the fucking president or prime minister for 25, how many presidents came in that 25-year cycle? We don't sustain power long enough for the ideology to take place. But in the Democratic Party, which is now becoming socialistic, it does take root. Because through the youth and through the immigrants that come here, the idealism is what's spreading like a cancer. This we should have everything for free mentality America is the great Satan, that type of mentality. Well, not in that America is the savior for everyone. Exactly, but but it's too. But the only way it would change is if you had a way to restrict the term limits in Congress and Senate. Because take this example of the bill, 5,000 pages, no one read, Joe. How can you possibly, if I didn't do any inventory. And He's just, talking about the stimulus package. Right, that just if was, I did my inventory when I used to be at Shell Oil and just handed the bosses a book and said, oh, it's 24% cost of goods which is the marker, but it's not. How, how much cheating do I have to do to keep it there? You can fudge the numbers. I won't even get into which records. I'm one of about seven people in the whole world that have sound scan capability. And I used to do this as a marketing ploy for big time artists. Wait, wait, sound scan capability, can, what does that mean? I can take a barcode from any record in the world and chart it on the billboard charts instantly within a two week period. When you put a record out, you have to notify SoundScan and Billboard, and everything starts allocating for that barcode that's going to be scanned millions and millions of times, right? Well, well then why isn't your artist through the roof? Because it's illegal to do it. So you're saying that you could back do then, it. Back then it wasn't. You it, could do it, but you're not going to do that. You're not telling exactly. the route that you go. Right, right, because he has a following already. Look, why is 50,000 views on Shining Star for an independent artist not good? 
But if he had bought 90 million views, he could have blown up like Takashi because that's what they did. They bought the views. But they had someone who could buy the views and seal it. Well, let's not get off track. Because I, I so, like what you're saying here. Let's go back to this whole thing with China and the so, ideology and how so, this whole so, country is changing. So the ideology, so let's just say, for instance, the next president's also a Democrat. And let's say they win the Senate. You're talking about Joe Biden, right. which is right now. Right. Okay. And you're talking about if they win the Georgia runoff right. tomorrow. And let's say they don't lose the Congress in the two-year midterms. Now you have all three branches of government, except for judicial, run by Democrats. And let's be honest, the Supreme Court absolutely should have heard this case. Not well, a- even though you're saying that this, the Supreme Court, because of Trump's uh, uh, nominees, and you have Clarence Thomas, mm-hmm. okay, even though you're, you, what you're saying is is there's a majority of conservatives on the bench. Right. However, that is why I'm saying this is one of the most important days in January 6th, because if they do get the Senate mm-hmm. with the ju- Georgia runoff, if they do then go forward with Joe Biden, they're going to expand this, they're going to pack the Supreme Court, they're going to add these two states. You're, miss, you're Re- missing the statistics, though, here, Joe. So, I agree. There's like 20 to 30,000 dead people voted collectively in the swing states. There were issues with Dominion machines. There were uh, giant spikes in the middle of the night in Michigan and Wisconsin. Brendan, don't you understand that this is here? It's this is happening. the war. It's not going to happen. This is the fight right I'm here. You, it's not going to happen. Listen to what's going to happen. Mike Pence is going to say, who is the entity that I'm saying committed the crime? And you can't say that. You're a lawyer. You cannot prove what conspiracy. You can say the DNC set it up. Everybody was against Trump. Of course. So what? Didn't Russia help Trump? See, Trump's not going to say, Russia, leave me alone, because it was fake Facebook accounts with Russia. How do you know that Russia? We don't know. You know what? Let me reiterate. We don't know that. Yeah, we don't know that. We don't have that kind of proof or anything like that. But even if they did... But we do have proof of voter fraud. We do. We do have proof. We saw the videos. We see the people. We have the testimony. Listen, listen. There's an error of margin with mail-ins in just normal capacity. It's 1% in a normal year. No one's talking what that margin of error is with 50, 60 million mail-ins, right? That's an obvious issue. Something happened. They threw out six Trump votes and they put another 10 Biden votes in. But you can't prove who did it. We... And moreover, okay, so some Democratic workers did it. You think they're going to say Joe Biden told me to do it? They might take an ode to themselves. Hey, I did it for you, Joe. But you, you can't but prove he, it. He, it does, uh, the proof of what you're saying, first of all, I think that you're going to see a lot of proof come up on January 6th. I think that's why you have these Republicans like Senator Ted Cruz that's, that is now going to not certify. He wants to see a 10-day audit. Mm-hmm. I think they're going to use this platform for the ability to show the American public, hey, this is exactly what happened. This is what, you know, what transpired on election mm-hmm. day. But even I know, I understand and I agree with you. There isn't some there isn't one specific thing that you could sit there and say. But you have affidavits. We know no, you no, have no. people don't, that don't, said don't, you have the trucks. Don't misconstrue my stance. I absolutely think that fraud was committed. But but that's it. But we can't prove it. It's not about the proof of we we can prove it. You have affidavits. You have people sitting there yeah, saying. But, but is it enough votes? 
it's it's it, is it enough votes to, to change switch, to, the, to change uh, the election? Good, yeah. Well, you have Sidney Powell, the attorney, right, saying with, with the cracking, and she's saying there's so much proof of See, you know, you know, you know QAnon is a fucking fat SpongeBob sitting in his mom's basement eating fucking cookies and waffles. But I don't care about him. But it's fake, though, bro. But but what would I care? You're talking about, so you're saying I'm, Sidney Powell has, has no credibility? No, I'm not saying that, but I'm saying that. You're saying Rudy Giuliani has no credibility? No, not at all. You're saying Steve Bannon, he has his podcast that he goes on. You're saying that, what are he saying? Even though he, got, no even though he got arrested, not at all. He got arrested on, a, on, on charges. I understand. That are so bogus. I, and I, listen, that, and I the, get it, I get it. But again, who can you blame for stealing the election? This it, it's you could blame the Democrats. Okay, so how do you do that, Nancy Pelosi? It's your fault. Off with your head. No, what you say is you don't certify. You send it back to the states. Okay, and then so that's on the. There's six. gonna be anarchy. so from the six to the. There's gonna be. This is it, <laughs> dude. You, you listen. You, the problem with that is that there's people ready for that, and then there's people not ready. For are that. you ready for that? Oh, I'm ready for that. So Absolutely. then, what are we talking about? But it's not. It's not going to happen. Then you're going to lose your country. We're already lost it. I don't. I don't think that is it's, the case it, yet. It's already gone, bro. In what Listen, way? I'm In what way? So you're saying so, we're going. We're going communist. No, and I don't know. You're that. saying that China we're gonna, has won. No, what we're because this be, is what it is. What it's we're going to be is a parliament like Europe. You're going to have a monarch with no power. You're going to have motherfuckers throwing shoes and dildos at each other, right? Arguing over who's right, never, never going to happen. Done. A parliament will never happen. It's either going to we're going to have the democracy that we have, no, no, or no, it's no. going to be a dictator. It's going to be a, a, like the, the CCP. Right, but 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 if you win, if you win the the the, the majority in both houses. It may as well be a parliament because you don't get shit done like well, England now. I, well, this is what I'm saying. Well, that's where the democracy then will die when you have. But them it's already dead. Listen, are you familiar with Alaric? No, I am right. not. Do you know how Rome fell apart? Rome fell apart. Explain it to me. So, so you, over a thousand year period, Rome would go in and they would conquest countries like Spain, France, England, barbaric Germanic tribes. And they would take you and your warriors, the men, and make you part of the centurion army. But you could never be a true centurion because you weren't from Rome. So if you look at Gladiator, that whole movie is about how fucked up the Roman Empire was. He was a Spaniard, top general. To the head, to the head, uh, to the head emperor. The problem is absolute power corrupts absolutely. In that movie, they wanted to go back to a full senate control because the fucking emperor had lost his mind, right? Now I'm not saying that happened with Trump now, but we are on a decline. Through instead of us having barbaric tribes, so the Germanic tribes came and took Rome in the middle of the night over like a 300 year period, and they fell because. The fucking enemy was there already. And they did the same thing overnight. Exactly. On November 3rd. Here's a, here's a overnight. Here, here, here is, a, here is a, a saying. You know, the enemy of my enemy is my friend. Friend. Yes. It's an old, old saying. It, it's not unrealistic to understand this, right? Enemies closer. Even allies sometimes have to be friendly. We're, look at Japan. I mean, do you think they would nuke us again or because we nuked them? Not that they nuke Not us. Not the nuke us. They didn't nuke us again. You're no. talking about attack us right, again. Right, well, they attack us again. Well, they again. don't have the ability to do that. But my well, point is is that people can be reformed to some extent if it was such a drastic measure, like Hiroshima. But when it's Rome, over a seven, five, six hundred year period, you don't even see it happening, like COVID. If so you, you, are you saying that COVID, so what you just said there, are you saying that COVID is part of the game plan to overturn the democracy that we live in here right now? They're going to take the COVID, the COVID cookie cutter, 
plan of shutdown. This is a fucking controlled shutdown of our economy. Now they're going to use that for Greenpeace and for weather and climate control and fucking clams in fucking Bangladesh. How did, then, let me ask you this then, in your opinion, how did America allow something like this to happen? How did this government, how did Republicans allow something like this to happen that we're headed in this direction? Because absolute power corrupts absolutely. That's the bottom line. See, somewhere, Halliburton made millions and millions and billions of dollars in the Middle East. They were the number one go-to contractor during the Persian Gulf War. And the second war. So get into it. Why was George Bush a one-term president? No one hated him, but Bill Clinton destroyed him. What changed? We were doing good. We weren't destroyed. So that perception can be put out to where people have so much fear and disparity where they actually think that there's, they think you and me are racist walking the earth because you'll defend what we once had. We could take our friends. We won't name them. One of them's a fucking flat earther. The other guy we played football with since we're ch so children. So what, what, what are you getting at? What I'm getting at is that we know what we are already. For social media and the media can tell you that there's this racism, but when you go out there, let's just take this rally on the 6th. If BLM and Antifa doesn't show up, there won't be any riots at all. But they will show up. And the violence will make it look like other 3% Groups like the Proud Boys and these other people are, you know, the ones that are creating the chaos when in reality it's the anarchist mind that's sowing the chaos. What do you think is going to happen on January 6th? You think Pence certifies Joe, him? Absolutely. You're, he's the 46th president, dude. The only way out of this would be to stop it dead in the tracks and for Trump to declare martial law, literally, because you will have chaos from the 6th to the 20th. And maybe even further than that. Now, we look like nuts talking about that. But that would be the literal only way. Now, what if I told you that the DOJ and black ops, not black ops like SEALs, but black ops and agencies, are already running things? You're talking about the deep state. Call it what you will. You're talking about, you're, talk, you're, what you're, talking about you're talking about the CIA. Look, guys like, you're talking about guys like Kissinger were in every fucking, half the presidents in the last 25 years in their uh, in their cabinet secretly. Well, what are you saying? But when you say that, when the deep ops, the black ops, are mm -hmm. you talking about CIA? Because you know, I don't know if you if you know back say in the '60s, right? How they had people go on. They they actually had and hired people to go onto the news outlets. Yeah. For propaganda purposes. Of course. Yeah. Okay. Do you think that that is still going on today, that the CIA doesn't have the best interests of what the American people think <clears throat> are, is? I know they don't. And if How do you know that? Well, next time we'll call Rick Ross, the real Rick Ross. But So you have the Iran-Contras, right? That all started from an agent. His name was Kiki Camarena, and he was in Mexico. And in the late 70s, he stumbled across an airstrip that the CIA was using to fly guns and drugs out of and to. And so this top-level Spanish, you know, Latino-American uh, CIA agent was actually there when the Mexicans killed him. The Mexican cartels pre-cocaine were only dealing in marijuana. All the cocaine came from South America up through Brazil, right? And what happened was, just like Congress fucked Trump and Reagan, Reagan had to use drug money to fund a secret war. And they used that cocaine. My mother was a drug addict because of the Iran-Contras. Rick Ross, the first time I met him, 
I said, you know, you got my mother hooked on drugs, bro, because he brought crack into the United States. Well, and you're talking about the uh, the the epidemic of exactly. putting crack yeah. into the urban you know exactly. society, so, L.A., Los Angeles, so, the streets of so, New York, right? So all what, of that. What, what happened was the United States capitalized by funding the opposition because Russia was coming onto the shores. So we were fighting a proxy war against Russia in the 60s, 70s, and 80s. Congress was not going to approve that money because you, you don't have a declaration of war. So they found ways to manipulate and use black money to do so. Now, back then, a cocaine kilo was like 28, 30 grand. Now it's like 85 to $100,000. What's, what's your whole take on this whole Black Lives Matter movement? Well, let me just finish on what we were just talking about. The CIA only has one interest and that's the continuation of their way of life and deep state. What is that? What's their way of life? So you have an elite group of people. And, I, and again, I know I've said I'm not a conspiracy theorist, but I've seen it. Oh, you're a conspiracy theorist. No, 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 no. Because I'll tell you how the towers didn't fall by controlled demo. Well, just tell, tell me about the CIA. Go so ahead. Keep going. They, their, whole, their entire existence is based around black ops and secret intelligence. And now it's cascaded on the Internet and other areas like... You know, this guy, uh, what's the guy that was, that was uh, the white-haired dude? Assange. 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 They, they just ruled yesterday, I think, that he can't be extradited here. Well, it's because they're, they're saying because it's mental health. My point is, this is a game changer. Have you seen the WikiLeaks drop, the most recent one? Well, tell me about it. It's got all types. It's got Hillary emails in it. We know about that. Yeah. But, I mean, it has all types of, like, hits and stuff that's been done over the last 30 years. Are you saying that the U.K. didn't want him to get extradited to the U.S. for a hidden reason? There's something hidden behind that? Right. Why he's not here? MI5 is directly involved with NSA and CIA. They always have been. That's an absolute fact. But what are you saying, though? Are you Why are you saying, though? Because Cause they're saying they're using it under the, of the cloak that he is mentally you know some mentally um unhealthy they i've heard that too but the, but, but the, what are you saying it is the bottom line because once you get that guy there's too much information that will flow yeah because look we waterboard uh, uh, soldiers right what do you think we're gonna do to this guy they're gonna get that info out of him if they don't have it already and then you have the other guy edward snowden i don't think that that's the i i think that i think that you're doing it i i, I agree with you but i don't i don't agree with you i think that we're gonna cross here I think that they're nervous about having him over here, especially if Trump wants to maybe pardon him. And then he comes out and he just free willy and he says everything. I don't think that they're going to have to force information. Listen, I think that they're scared the of the information. The sole reason they're not letting him come here when Trump is president is so that he doesn't pardon him. That's what I mean. But it's not because they're going to come here and waterboard him because I don't think they need no, to do that. No, but that's what they're going to do after the fact. But they don't need. Yes, they do. But he's going to say everything anyway. It doesn't. How do you know that? Because he always does. He can just lie. But I don't think that's his M.O. See, somebody like Julian Assange is not, his M.O. can't be a lie. Because once it comes out that he's a liar, his whole M.O. now is destroyed. So he can't do that. That's his whole thing is the, is the truth. But no. The truth. But, but no, but no, you're, 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 you're totally misjudging based on what you want to believe. No, it's not that what I want to believe. That's him, though, because once it comes out that he's not the truth. Listen, putting out information that's free is not telling a lie or telling a lie. It's just information. He's complete non-binary. I agree with you. Putting out information, but what I'm saying is, is... But you don't know how he feels about the information. He feels that inherently everybody should have access to it, and I happen to agree with him, except for a few key things. Like... 
war things that could change something instantly with the wrong hands. Like if, you know, uh, someone stole a nuclear weapon from like a Soviet base or something and it was going to explode on us, you know, and we didn't get ahead of it. You don't want the public overreacting so fast that you, you can't get out of your own way. It's not going to be like Red Dawn, Joe. You know, I posted a couple weeks ago joking about it. The code name is Wolverines, right? But that's not how the takedown is going to happen. There is a one-world faction growing that Trump put a monkey wrench in the toolbox over. End of discussion. You're talking about socialism? You're talking about communism? All of it. They All wanted it. a borderless world. That's what they wanted. Because at the end of the day, money has no fucking value. Doesn't mean shit. Did you buy Bitcoin? I bought no, Bitcoin. I didn't buy Bitcoin. I bought Bitcoin. What's going to happen? If I don't sell it now... What's going to happen with it? Bitcoin is just is is going to be the way, in my, in my opinion, what Bitcoin is 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 going to be the cash alternative. Because right now you can't do when you have all of this when you have Square when you're doing all of this, you know, through Venmo, through PayPal. <clears throat> what's the one thing that you can't do? You can't hide any money. Exactly. Right. So cash now is not you're not going to be able to have because that's what they're trying to do. They're exactly. trying to eliminate cash. But, but because cash doesn't have a value though. But with Bitcoin, they're going to do that. That's going to be cash substitute, in my opinion. Right. So then you'll be able to do things. The, but the problem is even with blockchain technology, it's immediately hackable. So just take this phone for an example. This is the Edge Plus. It's the newest Android. Of course. $750,000 a year. Why would you have anything where, else? Where are they going in 15 years with phone technology? Do you think that's going to regress back to a flip phone? Or do you see your mind being the walking computer or everything's more at your fingertips your magazines your news stories everything you do is right there i think they're gonna have some type of implant inside of your body that you'll be able to do certain things you know with you know instead of having to you know right now you go up to the thing you put your phone up onto the scanner apple pay mm -hmm. you don't even have to do anything there's no money there's no anything so, there's no so, credit card that's so, coming out so the whole conversation that i where i've been going the whole time Going back to progression, scheduling, personal time, caring about myself first, uh, why countries are doing what they're doing, all comes down to technology itself is moving at a pace that we can't stop it. I think I, I agree with you. Technology is at a pace that the human mind can't keep up with. Right. So now what happens next? It's going to be artificial intelligence. Okay. And what happens next? then they will take over human beings. Okay, so in theory, the most important secret in the world is aliens. This is going to shock you when I say this. The most important secret in the world is aliens, right? Have you ever heard how they can't kill us? How come they don't destroy us? The Navy put out a video just last week of a USO, which is a UFO that comes out of the water, at speeds that no no vapor trip no nothing that technology is through gravity that is or, that or, is or gravity electromagnetic pulse because that is gravity <laughs> right you know because when you had bob lazar <clears throat> he was on you know he worked at one of the area 51 outlets yeah. right I and what he would yeah, yeah and what he, Lazar is, yeah. yeah so what he described is when he worked there that this type of machine the human obviously it's not human made mm-hmm but the gravity, it's a gravitational pull. Yeah. That's yeah. why it's able to, when you saw There's those tic There's also antimatter, too. That were stopping on a dime. Yeah, yeah. That's the gravitational pull being right. able to do so, something like that. So just on the same topic, you have what's called peak resonance, which is a frequency zone. 
Now, in Freemasonry, we have what's believed is called the golden ratio. And that's that everything is on an inherent pattern. Synced. Years ago, when I first met Ty Fife, a famous producer, we're in his studio, and he had a metal tin garbage can, and he threw a bunch of lead in the can. And he had one of those tuning forks, and he started playing the beat, and he touched the fork to the fucking can. And that fucking lead played according to the beats and instrumental to music on a frequency, right? And so to me, the reason I'm saying that the alien technology is the most important secret in the world is it's my belief that they're us, that they can't destroy us because you create a paradox. If you change who your father was, you're a different person all complete, completely. So in theory... Now, Neil deGrasse Tyson, you're familiar? Of course. All right. He describes a situation like this wooden table. Let's just say you put pieces of paper layered till you fill up the whole table. And on that table, there's one ant. And that one ant eventually runs out of space. But to his perspective, which is one-dimensional, it looks like he can't see anything. No longer part of the fabric of what he once was, kind of like us now. Right? So what do we do? Well, we build up, and we created a second dimension and a third dimension, all of which that ant has not the privy information to. Well, let's go back to what you're saying about this secret alien technology. Mm -hmm. Give me an example. What do you elaborate on that? So resonance and frequencies mixed with antimatter and gravity are definitely, in my opinion, somehow the propulsion. Now, there's metals that we haven't even found at. Yet. You're talking about the, the ability to move an object. Right. If you look at our progression, correct. And you could do it with reverse magnetism right now to, on a small scale. But if you look at our progression, we created Space Force. You got man, Elon Musk, collaborating with governments, putting a rocket into space, and not only that, but landing the same rocket fuselage back on a barge. We're making progressive steps, the likes we've never seen. And it's happening at such a pace that we can't even calculate, we can't even quantify. But what does it where go back at? to what you're saying that you're saying this technology from aliens? So that means that the technology is so, already there. Right. Right. How do they get back to us how, is a time how, travel. How, you're saying, oh, sorry, that's what I'm saying. So, so you're saying there's a wormhole or right, something no, like no, that? No, 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 no. Where I was going before you rudely interrupted me was more than three dimensions about the table. That four, five, six, seven, eight, ten, nine, thirteen, twenty-five, whatever dimensions exist, but we're only privy like the ant, to just our three. And like the ant, he was only privy to just the one. So it's, again, perception and how we see it. You see, if you change your perspective on something, all of a sudden you might have a different view of it. You're talking about what they, that movie almost like Interstellar. Exactly. You ever see that movie? Definitely. And yeah. it, had, it had the Definitely. fourth dimension. But they were able to well, do things. Einstein was onto this himself. <laughs> so, you know, when Einstein put out relativity, he actually stopped his whole theory. That was during World War I. And what happened was the Russians invaded, and they were supposed to go see an eclipse in the, in the mountains in, in Europe. And I forget the other professor's name, but they couldn't get to it because of the, war, of the war. So they had to wait for four more years for the same eclipse to come. And what Einstein said, first he didn't believe this, but when he rewrote his paper, he said that if he could see the light beams bending around the eclipse, that light time bent, therefore relativity was true. Yeah, he's talking, and I, and I read about that, and he's talking <clears throat> about time travel. Right. He also, now you couldn't physically withstand that. We couldn't physically withstand that. But Einstein had a th habit. 
he had to stand next to something fast moving to get it in perception of his mind to understand and quantify what he was trying to say. This is like life-changing things he was coming up with, right? But I think what, again, made a guy like that great or whatever became us 100,000 years from now, right? Aliens, i.e., right? Einstein worked in a patent office before he finished school. So what did he have, Joe, to see? All these failed ideas and great ideas. So he assimilated bits and pieces of other things into his own theories. And that's what makes man great when it comes, when you have the time to think, right? Well, I keep going back to we're not here long enough to understand things in such a small time frame. That's why we can't understand COVID and we're overreacting. That's why I said there are a few things that black ops should keep from us. If they tell you aliens are here tomorrow, like really here, dude, it's a wrap, dude. It's a wrap with what? People will lose their mind. Well, I, I don't think that, that that is the case. And I think that people I would like know. it not to be the case. I don't think that that's people going to lose their mind. People are not going to start jumping off of a bridge. No, I don't mean like that. that. I mean that you now that calls into question, do you, believe in, do you believe in God? Faith. No, I don't. See, I, I look at myself as a living, breathing entity of God. I, I am... I am the body of what that Bible says. I think that what okay that that's great, and I and and I don't I don't look or frown upon anybody mm -hmm. that believes in God. I believe everybody has their own beliefs. My my theory on how man is created is more from just the 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 planet itself, mm -hmm. meaning organically it happened, mm -hmm. right? You have to have the perfect planet. You have to but have the everything in thing. space is alien. What'd you say? Everything in space is alien. If you go to the moon, you're alien. Of course, absolutely. Right. What I wanted to do, though, is go back to something that you said, which really intrigued me, and then you you only touched on it for a second. You said that aliens are humans. Mm -hmm. What do you mean by that? So we evolved into a point where they didn't need to talk, that they use ESP, right? You would, uh, you've heard of empaths. <clears throat> Hold on. I, I just want you to revert, because I just want to make sure that I'm following mm -hmm. you here. And people that are listening understand what you're saying. Mm -hmm. Are you saying that humans are on a different planet or f from a different dimension? They're just a different breed of humans now. But they're not. They're different, meaning they're somewhere other than being on planet Earth. Exactly. And that this technology that we're finding, like in the ocean or mm -hmm. at Area 51, in you know, in all of these different places... The, this is actually their technology. Right. They're, they're coming back into our dimension, and we can see them in that dimension. Because like I explained, if you go to the fourth, fifth, and sixth dimension, you can't see it. You know, I just had my um, I just had someone, a guest, his name was Pete. He came on, and he said the same thing. He says that they come back to Earth to check up on. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it's almost as if it's a game to them. No, it's that they can't have a paradox happen. Because if a paradox happens, they never exist. So if you take it all the way, you just said that, you know, it calls into question faith, right? The universe is about 14 and a half billion years old, right? Give or take. That's what science says. That's what they say is scientific data. The world is four and a half billion, okay? The sun is like 4.8, right? If you take that amount of time, wh what was it before? It was nothing and just became a giant explosion and became everything and all encompassed. Is that God? It had to have been something before, but but what is that? What is it? But what you're the, saying is is you you believe in God. You're saying no no no, no 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 no. I'm saying that we are all gods. Not that I believe in a god. 
Well, then I think that you're using that word, that term loosely, because a god is an, 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 an almighty being. Uh, and when you put yourself first in life and walk that path and you only live for your immediacy and those that you can help, like we were talking about the Freemasonic charities, my family, I can't help you, Joe, unless you ask me for a favor. Right? So, but what do you mean by that? What do you, what do you get? You at? have to put yourself first and, and carry suit as if you're your own entity, your own family, and that's and that's it. And how, how, how do we get to this point then? So, so back in the 40s, right, we didn't really have too much information of what we have now. That's with, not true, though. No but, no, but what I'm saying is is I'm talking about visual proof. Yeah, well, we have I mean, now these You had, these you had Air Roswell. Force, you had Roswell. That's mm -hmm. what I'm talking about, Area 51. But I'm talking about now that you see other things happening. You see these, these air fighters, right, and they're seeing these things happen when they're flying throughout, and they see the little tic-tac running them back and going mm -hmm. back and forth. You saw this coming out of the ocean. Mm -hmm. Why all of a sudden are more things coming out now? Is it because the government is releasing more, or is it because these people that you're saying that are in another dimension are allowing us to see? No, it's because we're seeing more of it because of society changing socially. It's in your face. You can't miss it. Explain it. What do you mean so, by that? So, 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 okay, so the Navy, but they had that one video since 20, 2004. Under wraps for that long. But as society progresses further and we become more open to the possibilities, last year the Navy put out that these videos were real. They could have did it in 2004 with the very first one. But it wasn't the first one, so you look like you lied for the last 75 years. So if you can't have faith in your government, which is why where I go back to chaos, because that's what will be looked at as, that this is all a big lie, our very being gets called into question and our existence, and what are we here for? But doesn't that, you know, I, I look at it in the opposite. Why would we call our being into question? I think now there's more possibilities of what our being is when uh, you have course. that type of course, but of not, knowledge and information. Okay, so let's ask: Do you believe in participation trophies? No. Does every kid deserve a trophy? No. I let my daughter get her ass kicked at tournaments until she started winning because you got to learn learn to lose before you win, right? Absolutely. Right. So, if everyone can't be privy to that access and understanding, you have to control the way that information comes out. The correlation that you're making is a little weak. I understand what you're trying to say about the, the participation trophies, but having everybody understand or having the knowledge or the type of you know information come out that, every, that there are aliens, say, mm -hmm. and there is other life form there, I think, in my opinion, that will then actually help progress the you know humanity, not control it, it and, and hinder it, it. It will, but an enlightenment has to happen for that to be accepted. An enlightenment in what way? Like people have to be all on board or be able to become part of it as it becomes more and more prevalent. If it just dropped on us like a ton of bricks, hello, we're here, what does that do? It's the same, what do you mean, what does it do? It, it, it makes, it, it proves that, that it's there. Yeah, but we already know it's there. We're just, we're lying to ourselves looking something right stark in the face and saying that this is not in existence. That's what's actually happening. Yet we're telling ourselves that I got to go to church on Sunday and believe in this holy sanctiment of something that's like a fucking fairy tale. Do you think that church, you think that religion is all just a hoax? No, I, it's, I think it's regimented, and I like that, that initially maybe it was for good, but it's, it's a power grab. And we can point to, again, Rome, where Constantine used 
only four Gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, instead of like 80 Gospels, to corral his people, to tell them that now Jesus was the one true Savior. And you can rally the troops. Do you, you know, we were talking before about artificial intelligence. Where do you think that whole thing comes into play? Well, it's in our technology for sure. In our, te- what do you mean by that? Everything you see, th- that cell phone, these computers, those TVs, uh, our propulsion. But what do you see here? Okay, maybe let me let me ask you this. So let's just say that this whole alien thing, what you're saying is, is true. Mm-hmm. And that human beings know, you know, there are other humans that are controlling things from a different dimension or they are in a different dimension. But then you have artificial intelligence that comes into play. Is that something that had to happen for us to get to the point of being able to get out of this planet yeah. and go into a different dimension? Right. Let's you're talking about the progression of everything so it all comes so, into play? So when we are dead and passed away and our kids are here ruling the earth. Make sure you're talking to the mic so people could hear So, you So if, uh, if, if when we pass away, the next 50, 60, 100 years, 200 years, what do you see happening? You think there's not going to be a war? I think there's going to be a war in our own lifetime. Definitely. That's my whole point. We will all but destroy ourselves before we make that leap into the next existence, if you will, where we get into this, not utopia because I think it's a failed way of thinking, right, but of an existence where everything is really the same. And at the end of the day, we're not. We're not really the same. This culture class is going to keep happening. It's not going away. When you think of when you say there's going to be a war, which I I agree to, do you see that the war is going to happen? Is it imminent? Absolutely. And what kind of war do you think? How is it going to start? How, well, you know, who's going to start? You, you can't really get into it like that because why do they all start? It's always over a financial. It's always over a power, power grabbing control, and the next major world power is China with Russia as a proxy, but what's changed? They funded Vietnam and Korea in both of those wars. The AK-47s are made in Russia. While we did the same thing and developed, through the CIA, many tactical forces to fight communism, like the Sandinistas, like I talked about earlier, and the Iran-Contras, and Afghanistan. And so that, that chicken comes home to roost. And so when you start playing that kind of game, where does it go except for calamity? It has nowhere else but to go. Unless you're a group of people who think you can control it all and create a global society of world peace and we all have rights and we're all equal. You create this utopian belief. You know, I mean, when they did the Congress count the other night and they put put Nancy Pelosi in power, she took the gavel. I think she said it was... 126 women now? In Congress. Yeah. But all through the last four years, I watched conservative women get beat down, delineated by far-left liberals, as if those women's accomplishments were nothing because of their political beliefs. If you were for Trump, you're a racist. And we both know that's not true. So but why do you think that is? Why do you think that comes into play? Why do you think the left uses that type of mantra to say, "Hey, listen, if you voted for Trump, you're a racist." What's the what, what, because, what's the purpose of that? Because what they want, they just want to push a, a leftist style way of government, where we feel like we're free, we feel more inclusive, but really you're not, right? And if people believe that long enough, you tell a kid that they're a dumbass, they're gonna think they're a dumbass. You tell someone they're just as great as uh, Jack Dempsey, 
they're going to start to think that, even if they aren't. So they're planting these seeds into these young kids' minds. And obviously, I, I believe we were infiltrated over a 50-year period by far leftists. And now it's leaked down into the school system. I mean, my seven-year-old, when she was seven, she comes home and she goes, Daddy, we're going to finally have a nice president. And I knew right away that the teacher had dropped that idea into her head. How, who else could have said it, right? And even if they didn't, someone's parents said it. But it's leaking down, trickling to these young, these youth. And, you know, you remember Mr. DeChristopher in school. He was, a, he was a lefty, but he always said, he was a classical liberal, never let politics dictate your bias. And that's what's missing in the new Democratic Party, the compromise part. And so they use identity, identity politics to try to bash what we call our culture. There's a video out, I forget who posted it. It's a white guy talking about how white people have no culture. That's why I asked you if you knew what your culture was earlier. And you watch the video, you could almost believe it if you didn't know shit about history. But the Vikings, the Romans, the Greeks, the Egyptians, you know, all these major uh, accomplished countries all did it by conquest, including black nations. You know, and, and right before the Renaissance, Southern Europe was dominated by Moors. That's why Sicily has uh, heavy DNA from uh, North Africa, because they invaded there. So to sit back and just pass judgment on whites as a culture, when we're all multicultural in the first place, and I think it's a huge mistake. And what do you see now happening? Like I, I mentioned before, Black Lives Matter comes mm -hmm. into play here. What's your whole take on that? That's a far leftist agenda. Rosenberg was a terrorist. She sits on the on the uh, on the body of that group, um, and she was arrested, right? I, she I did mean, all it wouldn't surprise bombings, me. It all the bombings that yeah. you're talking about. You saw that's who you're talking <clears throat> about. It right? wouldn't surprise me if you saw Joe Biden pardon an Assad Shakur, who her and her partner killed a cop, a state trooper in mm -hmm. Jersey. And again, this is why I so you know to touch back on the hip hop. There was a transgression I went through being a fan and growing into a conservative male because at some point you have to you have to give up this childhood mentality and become more cultured and 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 family matters right but when you're reliving the same story every day and everyone's trying to outdo each other it's it's not set up to actually be beneficial and rap music asada shakur is like a like a, a heralded image to them to the culture of hip-hop. And right now, there's a beef between Eminem and Snoop Dogg. Dude, Eminem is the best lyrical rapper ever in history of rap, period. Fight me. Rakim said that the next rapper that would be better than him bar for bar was the rapper that would put multiple syllable paraphrases together. But what, uh, who, I don't even care about My that. My point is, is Eminem is hated by most of the hip-hop culture. He's not heralded. But why, you're saying he's hated because of why? Because he's white? Yes, because, because a lot of the community has been told by the leftist that everything is racist. He's one of the biggest left, leftists there is. Of course, but that's exactly a double-edged sword taken out their own kind. That's exactly the point. It's just a revolving, what's the definition of insanity, right? You do the same thing a hundred times over, and yeah. you expect a different outcome.
right? That's what we're living in real time right now, where it's so chaotic, you can't uh, disseminate what's... You hear my truth. There's no such thing as that. It's either fact or it's not fact. So what's the end game? The end game? What what do you see the United States at the end of the four years? Let's just say Joe Biden, everything happens like you said. What do Mm -hmm. you see happening then? I see the next hundred years before we become a full full-blown leftist society a hundred years definitely definitely our presidents barely last eight years they're not around long enough to push an agenda for it to be seized upon so let's just say trump won this term and the next president is a republican and he's so good that he then could carry on the ideals that trump put that's why roosevelt stopped and changed the law for having multiple terms as a president because he felt that if someone had that kind of power that it had become autocratic. Well, he was also because of the time of war. It was World War II. No he had the Great Depression. But, but Joe Cozo, are we not in a time of war since, since 2001? Well, that goes back to exactly why I said January 6th is the most important day to, in my opinion <clears throat> because once we lose this and if God forbid tomorrow, tomorrow's the big day. Listen. Because we could lose Donald Trump but if we lose the Senate it's over. Listen, Donald Trump's going to run again. He'll run again in 2024 if he's alive, to be honest with you. Because that's four years from now. Who knows what's going to happen? Yeah, for sure. But, I mean, Joe Biden's, you know, four years older than him. No, but I'm talking about, it, it, you look you at him, he's not it, the healthiest yeah. guy yeah, yeah, in the yeah, world. Yeah, yeah. That's what I mean. You know, who knows? Hopefully it's it, it's the truth. But what is going to, what's the, do you think that Donald Trump got robbed of the election by voter fraud? Yes. So what do you think is going to happen after you have a Democratic president, you have a Democratic Senate, you have a Democratic, the whole Congress is Democratic. How do you think that it's ever going to go back then to being the way it was, say, eight months ago? It can't go back. Exactly. But not, life never goes back. You it's can't. not that it goes back, but you know what I'm saying is, is listen, they screwed over the election now. Why do you think that they're not going to do it in 40 years from now? Listen, this is the problem with us. We shouldn't even be having a runoff okay, so let me just put in it, Georgia. Let me put it to you like this. You want to fix our country. I as well. We want this America that we were raised on, 1986, the Challenger explosion, as an example. I remember looking at it, Miss Mashinardi's class, next to a bunch of fellow kids that I still remember to this day, close to my heart, right? And I remember that day vividly, right? But that's not what we are now, right? We are changing, and there is nothing that's going to stop it. If we sit here and say that we want to implement to dominate for the next hundred years or a thousand years or 500 years is that not already autocratic we are actually arguing and i don't disagree with it i think we should be an actual empire i'm not saying that trump or a president should be a dictator per se but we should play for keeps because if we allow china and russia and other actors out there like iran and frankly even israel to an extent to fight these proxy wars we're doomed so if someone's not spearheading the whole thing, remember we are through globalism, but we don't want to admit that that ex- existed. So that was fractured. And now we've lost our way because there's no direct control. Trump really was doing a Tea Party fucking event in real time. I don't even know if he realized it, but it can't change that fast. We are not set up. We're too monolithic. And I know that I would never say a group or culture is monolithic, like Candace Owens says all the time, black people aren't monolithic. But we can't change fast enough to adapt for that type of change that we're expecting without rioting, calamity, 
and major, major issues here. Maybe a civil war. You know, you changed, right? You voted for Hillary Clinton in 2016. Uh, No. No, I voted for Trump, but I was going to vote for Hillary. I I was an Obama supporter, right? I can't believe it. Listen. I can't believe it. Uh, Because that's what I believe where Marxism really started to come into play here, is through Obama. I I didn't see that. Well, look at uh, what's the rich guy, Ayers, was also a terrorist, Bill Ayers. I didn't know all that stuff because in my 20s, I wasn't on politics like that. And that's what they prey upon, Joe, is the young mind that wants change right this second. But I just sat here and told you that we're not capable of it. And when we try to force it like that fucking quarterback throwing a ball, what happens? Roethlisberger is no longer Roethlisberger. Brady's no longer Brady. Things change. And you start throwing interceptions by trying to force the play. And you, of all people, as a quarterback, you know I'm right. And that's what we're trying to do now. You can't. It just doesn't work. But young people, that's why you see this cycle. Well, uh, uh, Vietnam War was the same exact type of How situation. How do you stop it then? If, if we know that that's the case. You need to have, the only way to stop it, in my opinion, is to have longer serving presidencies that can be in power long enough to be able to compete with a Vladimir Putin who follows no rules. But restrict his power. Not, not, I'm not saying he has no power, but he can't be looked at as an autocratic leader. So you're saying instead of having a president that's there <clears> for four <throat> years, maybe have the term limit six. Or eight. Or eight. And then... And then he could, he could, he could go again for another eight, but you exactly. obviously is 16, and that is enough time then to have some type of influence change. Exactly. But that's also... But that's not what the... See, the founding fathers didn't want that for a reason. But they wanted amendments, and they also wanted that for a reason. And you can keep amending the Constitution to yeah, add but, to but, it. Yeah, but the, 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 the ability to have an amendment ratified I understand is it. so difficult to do because that, you have to have so much... Just, know, just in, like a convention would be. Think of how many times there were conventions. So the point is, is that it has to rise to that. See, what people don't realize, like, you're a lawyer. I don't know why I'm even telling this, but when you, I argued this with somebody last week. If you have a case in a state, take New York... You have to exhaust the state system and get a writ of cert to even be heard in this federal system. Then you get to the appellate level. You don't just walk to the Supreme Court. You have to get rid of certiorari, and it has to be. You have to have a precedent to make an argument of how it gets into the. Am I right? Yes, and All you right. have, and to have a precedent to have some type of standing or reason why yeah. something should be the exactly. way it is. Now, how did I learn this? I you know in college I studied quite a bit on it, but again. The Supreme Court doesn't want to hear this case. They didn't want to hear Gore Bush either because they don't want to be, they want to be apolitical. But the fact is it's got to the point where they've been controlled, not meaning them particularly, but how they get picked because congressmen and senators are in cahoots like Joe China. That's my point. So what you do, in my opinion, is you create a term limit by executive order, right? And you make every American over the age of 35, if you don't serve in the military by then, you serve in Congress or Senate at, say, 80000 a year. It's like the best uh, internship you could ever create. Well, I think the, 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 the thing about Congress, congressmen and how they make their money and how rich they get it's, but and, it's and, and the influence that they then but has. That, but that's, again— It's all a power grab. But it's that's, all money. But again, it's all, it's but Joe, all a power grab. But, Joe, grab. hearkening back to Rome, Greece, it's the same— fucking thing absolute power corrupts absolutely it's never going to change so either you need sudden chaos to shake shit the fuck up so much and you don't see that happening now no 
not with Joe Biden coming in. And 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 the bottom line is Pence is going to hear the object- objections. They're going to go back into their chambers and debate, and then he's going to left with but one question: Who am I to blame? That's not. He doesn't have to have that question. He's not. He, Eric, is my mic right? I, I feel like I'm not hearing myself right. Is my levels right? I feel like I'm not. Uh, is my is my levels okay? <clears throat> yeah, you're good. Okay, I'm good. Joe Cozo, such a sexy guy. How old are you, Joe? Forty-seven. Forty-six. <laughs> I'm gonna those, be forty-seven in seven look days. At those, look Five at those days. Fucking teeth, huh? Five days. So listen to me, though. You know, I think so. You're saying basically his right hand man, meaning Mike Pence, is gonna let. Is gonna give my, uh, Donald Trump out to dry. Leave him out to he dry. Has no, he did, what can he do? He doesn't have to sit there and say who I have to blame. He could just sit not say that he's gonna All right, certify. So what's the what's the protocol after that? Then it goes back to the state legislators. Okay, and then what? And then the state legislators vote, right? Uh-huh. And then we have more Republicans in hold the on, states on, than on, we on. have in Democrats. What didn't happen already? What do you mean? What what happened with laws being changed in the swing states already by Secretary of States and election commissions? So if it doesn't go to the Supreme Court, this does not win. No, it could go back to the states, and then the state legislators the, can vote on the their same, own, the electoral college. They're going to do the, the exact elect- same thing, because they also are in the same cabal as the federal level congressmen and senators. So you're saying everybody's on the take? It's a leftist country. We just are too stupid to see it. Not if... See, that's not true, though, because if you bring it back to the states, the Republicans have a majority on the elect the electorates. So they'll be able to then, with the 50, with the states, they'll be able to have a majority of it Republican. That's his path. That's his path to 2020 right now. The same path for Republicans always been the same. It's winning the swing states, right? The, the path is Republicans have to <clears throat> stop being such pussies. Look, okay, and they got to start standing <clears throat> up and say, "Hey, listen, what is happening here to this country? You know, what is that? Is that? Do you do that to make sure everybody can see the tattoo? You put the left hair. I see you do that on your Facebook Live videos. Smile do you at this do guy. That? Do you do Joe. that on purpose? Be honest. <laughs> no, I see because no. this is what you do. You do your Facebook videos. You got your live. No, to be honest, you roll with you? up your sleeves and then you put it out there like listen, this, to and be you honest, make sure everybody gets listen. to see. Is that what you do? Are you trying to arm wrestle me? No, listen. I'm not. Listen, no, do you do that? No, but what I was looking at was the way the light was shining on my arm just now. Yeah, you liked it? I was kind of egotistical there. Okay, yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. But that's my opinion on everything. That, that yeah, That's yeah. my take. I mean, listen, I think that Joe Biden's the president. And unless we're really ready for that drastic tea party again, I don't know many people that are really ready for that type of chaos. You know, the police probably wouldn't enforce things. They're going to look at Louisiana during uh, Katrina. The cops aren't helping us yet because they're saving their families. You know? So society's not set up for this type of, like I said before, drastic sudden change. And the only other exception is when an act of God happens and a fucking flood comes through or F5 tornado and just devastates everything in its path. And then you're forced to rise above and rebuild but what we're talking about here is not that and then even that you become used to right if you live in texas or down in the, in the plains you know a tornado can come through even in tennessee every time they say it down there that if you don't like the weather just hang around for another 15 minutes what well, you know in closing here as we're going to wrap it up here yep. tell me what you know I, I love the whole alien thing and i love your theory on it but what do you think is going to be the next thing that humans be, are going to be able to be privy to in regards to that Give me your your take on that. Um, I think you're going to see some jumps in quantum physics. 
in in that of uh, more dimensions that I, I really believe it there. I really, truly believe that, you know? Yeah. Um, just, I mean, it just doesn't make sense that it could be anything else. If you apply logic to it, that's where I was saying, If where do you see in a, in 100 years, 200 years, 1,000 years? Do you see the United States in utter control for the whole time? No. But, and I don't know. I, to be honest with you, I but don't. But history tells us that that's not possible because then you're an empire. So if we're not prepared to be an empire, what are we doing here? And we're going to continue to let this happen because people are complacent. And I also think that, again, what we have allowed other people's cultures coming into play here and not not really implementing the culture of America, the American beliefs that we've had and we've allowed other cultures to come in here and change the whole dynamic. That's where I believe that we've lost this country. Mm-hmm. And I, I don't see that being fixed with Democrats being in control. Real quick, if people wanted to follow you and people wanted to reach out to you and they want to follow you on social media, how they'd be able to do that? So at Instagram and Twitter, uh, it's at Starforce Double H. Right then, you have IamAlienInc.com. That's our website for the tattoo shop down in uh, Ashland City, Tennessee. And while you're at it, follow ra- at rapper Kaylee. And uh, and then my uh, Facebook page. It's going nuts right now. I've seen about. 50, 60 requests already. Thanks for smiling, Joe. <laughs> smiling, Joe. Listen, I love having you on, brother. And you're welcome anytime on the show. It was great having you. Yes, sir. All right, brother? Thank you. All right, be good. All right. All right, take care.